And a very good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. This program happens every Sunday from 6 to 8 and in it I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. My guest tonight is Dr. Jenny Hose, who is the principal of the Key School in Parktown, which is a school for children with autism. Welcome. Thank you, Richard. It's very nice to have you on the program and I'm, I'm very glad to have someone who can talk with authority about autism because it's something we hear a lot about, sometimes in different uh, manifestations. You know, I, I think of Mozart and his Tourette's syndrome, but some people think he was autistic. There are children with Asperger's, children who don't talk for a long time, and then they are ADHD or whatever it is. But we're going to unpack some of this stuff tonight. Uh, first of all, tell us about the school in Parktown. Okay, the Key School has been operating since 1975, and it moved into the house at Seven Roads Avenue in Parktown in 1981, um, and it opened because there were there were very few facilities for children with autism at that time, and a parent and a teacher opened the school, and started working with uh, children with autism. So currently, we work with children between the ages of three and twelve, and they get referred to the school. And they need to come with a diagnosis of autism. Was autum, autism even recognized? But how far back has autism been recognized? Well, they say that maybe some of the cave paintings that were originally done in places like France were probably done by the people with autism in the community because they think visually so who knows but in the but in modern times in the 50s um, Lorna Wing started writing and researching autism so when I first worked with autism in the 70s sh she was the main um, expert um, but then autism in those days was sort of mixed up with childhood schizophrenia um, and they didn't really understand what it was all about. And then the incidence of autism was 4 to 10 per 10,000. It is now 1 in 59. So autism, a lot of research has been done on autism since the 50s um, when we learned that um, children that were born with, with autism was as a result of refrigerator parents, parents who didn't really interact with their children. So now we, kn we know now that that's just not tr true. Well, your first choice of music is by Mozart, who certainly was, uh, I wouldn't say with refrigerator parents. I mean, his father, it was more like a hothouse, I think. <laughs> uh, his father really exploited him to a degree. And we're going to hear part of his piano concerto number 21. This is the famous Elvira Madigan. Geza Under is the pianist and the Vienna Symphony Orchestra. That was the middle movement of the piano concerto number 21 by Mozart. Geza Under was the pianist with the Vienna Symphony Orchestra. The choice of Dr. Jenny Hose, who is an expert in autism. Can I call you that? Well, I suppose a semi-expert. <laughs> And is autism, well, it's widely recognized now, 
Uh, and are there many facilities for coping with autistic children in South Africa? The short answer to that is no. There just are not, a, not enough schools for these um, children. Um, just that the other day, again, there was a story in the newspaper of a child that had been tied up. Um, and I think many of these children do end up in back rooms. And um, firstly, because there's a lot of misunderstanding about autism, there's a lot of there are a lot of myths around disability, um, and where some people believe that children that are different, like these children, are, are bewitched or the parents have done something wrong in their lifetimes. These children are not getting the intervention that they need. Um, and if there are one in 59 children with autism in, in Johannesburg, that's a, lot say, of kids. that's a lot of children. And there are not enough schools for those children. So in general, would you say that there's a misunderstanding of the Incident, well, not the incidents, but the, the state of autism in general. Yes, I, th I think um, that there's a lot of ignorance around it as well and a lot of misconceptions. In all communities in South Africa? I would say in, in some communities there's more awareness and in others there aren't. So what are, what are the signs of autism? I mean, if, if you meet an autistic person maybe you're not likely to meet an autistic person. D tell us a little bit about it, why, how you would know. You wouldn't really know because it is known as an in invisible syndrome. Um, I met an adult with autism the other day and even though it was a little bit difficult relating to him, I didn't actually realize that he was autistic until he said so. Um, and then a whole lot of things fell into place for me. So sometimes you can't, um, you can look at these children and not see the autism, but if you observe them and watch them, then you start seeing odd behaviors or the fact that they can't speak or they just don't relate well. Um, you start realizing that there's something just not right. But it's something that can be solved or not? No, there's no cure for autism. You can teach children to manage autism. And for adults who have gone on to be independent, they've um, actually learned a lot of coping mechanisms because um, they realize that they're different and, and so they hide their autism. Your next choice is again by Mozart. This is the fourth movement of Eine kleine Nachtmusik. That was the East of England Orchestra under Wolf-Dieter Maurer playing the fourth movement, the Rondo, from Eine kleine Nachtmusik by Mozart. The choice of Dr. Jenny Chaus, who's my guest in People of Note, and we're talking about autism. So if people don't learn to cope with it, presumably they sort of shut themselves off from society, do they? Or, I mean, I guess adults have to learn to cope with it. If you're an adult and autistic, somehow you've learned to cope with it. Yeah, look, 70% um, of children with autism are going to need very high support, um, perhaps throughout their lives, whereas th the other 30% can go on to being any, t you know, could be taking part in any kind of profession. So perhaps 10% of all professors in universities are autistic. <laughs> The Asperger syndrome um, label has fallen away.
in the new DSM-5. Uh, so you just tell us what that is. DSM? That is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual that describes all mental conditions in the world. So, so Asperger's is now out. Asperger's is now out, although I think there are some people who would disagree with that and will carry on using that term. So you would say that Asperger's is a type of autism? It is autism, yes. but it is autism that requires low support. Um, so those people could be could carry on to live independent lives, although they'll always be the odd one out. Um, and even though they may be professors at universities, they may not brush their hair or brush their teeth. <laughs> and that's a symptom, is it, of autism? I mean, when you say they don't brush their hair or their teeth, is this some outward sign that perhaps there's something unusual? Well, I think they would always be the odd ones out. Um, if you think of Einstein and those photographs of him with his unruly hair, <laughs> that you is an illustration. That he may be autistic. Well, apparently he was. But um, odd behaviour could mean autism. Not necessarily. Okay, but then perhaps also some sort of intellectual brilliance goes with it as well. Yeah. 7% of, of people with autism are savants, and so they have incredible abilities to do really odd things. Like if we think about the movie Rain Man, he could count cards in, uni in, in casinos, and so was eventually banned from... Uh, so he must have had an incredible memory. Yes, yeah. a very good memory. Yeah. And that's fairly common, you say 7%. Yeah, and Silicon Valley is full of um, people with autism. Well, you talked about Rain Man. Here's the theme from Rain Man by Hans Zimmer. That was the theme from Rain Man, the movie for which Hans Zimmer wrote the music. And the Rain Man himself, uh, Dustin Hoffman, I always think of, was autistic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So in, in our lives, uh, I mean, if, if you say one in 59 people has autism, it's highly likely that I've met autistic people and not been aware that they're autistic. Correct. And we all come across people like this. What, uh, just to make us more sympathetic to the cause, what are signs that we should look out for in adults, let's say? I think in adults, um, it they can be very awkward in social situations. And so they would say, even though I'm awkward, I'm the odd one out, please invite me into your circle, even if I don't do what you want me to do. And even if I prefer to sit on the side and observe, but do include me. Um, and that is what we should all be doing for for anyone that we meet, even, you know, if we think that they odd. Um, invite them in anyway. Actually, now that you, you talk about this, I do remember from my student days, a couple of students in the music department who were like this. And now that you mention it, I suspect that they were autistic. Uh, and I'm just wondering if our listeners can think of friends of theirs or people that they know who might also fall into those categories of people who seem to be awkward in society. Are they are they awkward with everybody or is it uh, when they're in their home group they can cope 
easily or is it a, a sort of permanent thing? It's a permanent thing. So the, the people that are closest to them would understand them better. So obviously they'd feel more at home with them. But for, for others, um, there would always be that social awkwardness. And so amongst children, it's socializing them that's important. That's right. And that's why that would be part of uh, the curriculum that we do with children, is to get them used to social situations and to take them out and to get them used to being with other people. And that's what you do. Is it a, like a full-time school, the key school? Yes, it's goes from 8 o'clock to 1 o'clock um, every day and we have a very structured timetable because children with autism love routine and structure. And hopefully some of them then go on to other schools because they can cope. Uh, not necessarily. Um, if they go on to other schools it, it might be because they've reached the age of 12 and they need to be in, in other schools for that reason. Um, apparently, there have been three children at the school who have gone on to do PhDs. Um, I know of one. Um, don't really know of the other two. But that is how different these children are, not only from us <laughs> neurotypicals, but from one another. Well, perhaps The Phantom of the Opera was one of these people, because this is a piece called All I Ask of You. All I Ask of You, from The Phantom of the Opera. Gerard Butler was the baritone there, Emmy Rossum, the soprano. And off-air, you mentioned that that was uh, a particular favorite of someone called Temple Grandin, who seems to be an important person in this autism, autism picture. Yes, she's an American who grew up autistic, and she is now an animal scientist, an inventor, an author, and she can intellectualize about her autism in what she writes. So it's really very interesting reading her books. And um, she is still at, she is at a point that she has said, um, if they did find a cure for autism, she would want to stay the way she is. But because she thinks visually uh, and in pictures, she has revolutionized the way that the Americans um, the abattoir systems in America so that they are more humane and she has been known or she has been described as a person that thinks like a cow um, because she gets down to their level, she looks at what they are seeing and she is, um, through her, her abattoir system, she has actually reduced the anxiety that these animals feel. Now you say th that if they found a cure for it she might not want that cure. Is autism something that is you're born with or is it something that develops uh, because of the surroundings that you find yourself yeah. in? So it has a genetic basis. So you are born with it. Um, and sometimes it's, it seems that it only becomes noticeable later on within the next two or three years. But you are definitely born with it. And um, if you speak to mothers of babies with autism, they will tell you that they sense that there's just something different about their child. They may not suck properly. They may not make eye contact. They may not reciprocate when it comes to hugs or touch. Um, 
but as the milestones develop, you can start seeing the delays when, it, when they start getting to the ages of two and three. And then do people start consulting doctors or, and are doctors wide awake to what autism is all about? Um, I think doctors could be more wide awake to autism and it is not always picked up um, by everyone. Um, sometimes parents are told, oh, your child will grow out of this. And I think that that also comes from a bit of lack of knowledge. It's just a phase. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, here was someone who went through phases in his life, the famous Johann Sebastian Bach. This is the orchestral suite number three, the famous air from the suite in D, played by the Academy of Early Music in Berlin. The famous air from the suite in D major by Johann Sebastian Bach played by the Academy of Early Music in Berlin. I'm talking to Dr. Jenny Haus, who is the principal of the Key School in Parktown, which is a school for children with autism. Are there other schools around South Africa for autistic children? Yes, um, there are state schools in most of the big cities, um, and there are lots of smaller schools like ours that are trying to address the need of children with autism. But as I said earlier, there just are not enough schools. Now, because I noticed um, in Port Elizabeth, where I go down to do concerts on a fairly regular mm -hmm. basis, there's quite a big new school there called Quest That's right. for children with autism. Yes. Uh, I have to say it's surrounded by quite a formidable fence. Uh, <laughs> I guess they like to keep the children uh, protected inside there. Are, are children perhaps with autism also vulnerable within society to being exploited? Yes. Well, I, I mentioned earlier that I, I met someone, an adult with autism, without realizing that he had autism. And once I knew, I asked him what his schooling was like. And he used one word, and that was violent. And Temple Grandin would say the same thing, that school, high, especially high school, was just a terrible, terrible experience for her. Big, uh, they realize that they're different, do they? Yes. People with autism. Some of them do, and some of them know absolutely that they, that they are different. And then that's what they have to learn to cope with, the, the differences. Yes, yeah. and it, it takes a lot of hard work fitting into a neurotypical society. It's just not an easy thing um, because a lot of bullying does happen. It happens to anyone who is different, not only to people with autism. Well, bullying is a general problem, I think, in schools now. And so these uh, people with autism, I, I, when I asked about schools around South Africa, I mean, is it widespread now this knowledge of autism are there schools in various centers around South Africa or are they only in the main centers as far as I know the, the majority of schools are in the main centers um, and that there is just not enough <laughs> there are not enough schools in the smallest in the smaller villages and towns and dorps um, if our school was a boarding school we would be full to overflowing because many parents who live out of town, um, and I get a lot of calls from Limpopo and, and you know, other provinces around for, from parents who are desperate and who are looking for boarding schools. Um, but there are even fewer boarding schools. I know of one in Cape Town and one in Johannesburg. 
So and it's I think not, Quest, Quest yeah. is a and is it's, a so it's not well catered for, basically. It's not well catered for. They're just not enough resources for these children. And is it a growing problem, or is it a, a sort of static problem now? No, it's a growing problem. Growing problem. And um, every time I hear the stats, um, because a few years ago it was one in ninety kids, then it was one in sixty-seven, and now it's one in fifty-nine. Your next choice is by Bach, Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring. The famous Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring by Johann Sebastian Bach, the choir of King's College, Cambridge, under Sir David Wilcox. Dr. Jenny Hose has chosen that, and we're talking about autism, its incidence in South Africa, uh, its incidence in the cities, rather than in rural areas and the fact that it's a growing issue that we need to face and obviously you say there are state schools so the state is aware of this problem and they are catering to a certain degree for it they i think they're doing their best and the private but obviously like everything else there are private institutions like yours i presume it's a private institution yes not by choice um we we have tried to get uh, state support, but we've had no luck. So it's paid for by the by the by the, the parents, young people who are there. Yes, yeah. yes. But uh, it's it's a bit alarming that you can only cope with them. Well, not cope, but cater for them between the ages of seven and twelve, uh, because presumably the the autistic. Um, side of things manifests itself in quite young children as well. Yeah, no, I, we do take from the age of two okay. because early intervention is so very important. Um, and, our, and at the moment, our, our little population is aging, so we really do want to work with younger children, um, but are getting very few in. But our fees are also quite high, and um, so parents can't always afford the fees. And, and is it a matter of educating the parents as well? Yes. Do you yes. do that? We, we, we do the best that we can. Parents are also having, both parents are usually having to work and they have very little time, you know, for meetings and things. But there are some meetings we do insist on, like individual meetings. But uh, there's, there's just not perhaps enough help for, for parents either who sometimes really struggle. And probably have other children to to worry about. That's right. It, when you say it's it's uh, genetic, could there be more than one child in a family who's like this? Yes. Um, Is that more often the case? Yes. Usually, if there's one child born into a family with autism, there's a fifty percent chance of another child being born with autism. But somewhere in the in the family, there will be um, related problems as well. Gosh, so the problems get sort of compounded in, yeah. in families. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So it's, it's quite an issue to deal with. It's a, it's a huge issue to deal with. And I really believe that parents go through lifelong grief. Um, and so it's, it's very difficult for them. Well, for grieving parents, here's a beautiful piece by Johannes Brahms from his German Requiem. How lovely are thy dwelling places? A beautiful movement from 
the German Requiem by Brahms, which the symphony choir will be performing later this year, Wie lieblich sind deine Wohnungen, that was sung by the chamber singers under Michael Barrett, the choice of Jenny Chos, who's my guest in People of Note. Do you use music in your therapies for autism? We don't use enough music. <laughs> um, many people with autism are very good musicians. Uh, that's the way they think, that's what they're drawn to. Um, we we had a music teacher who was really very good, um, but for financial reasons we, we, we had to stop doing that, and that's a very sad thing for me. There was a movie about uh, Helfgott, David Helfgott. The movie was called Shine. Was he autistic, do you think? Oh, yes, I think he was. Yeah. I think that actor was autistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think... And music, I think, is an amazing therapy. But we're going to talk about that maybe after the break because I see that the clock is coming up to 7 o'clock. We're going to take a short break. Uh, you're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. That was the wonderful Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah, the Ambrosian Singers in the English Chamber Orchestra under Sir Charles McCarris. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. And in it, I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. And I'm talking tonight to Dr. Jenny Chos, who is principal of the Key School in Parktown, which is a school for children with autism. And we are talking about autism, its causes, its manifestations, and how families can cope with it. Do you, is there a, a sort of South African autistic society or just tell us about that and where people can find information about it? Yes, there's Autism South Africa. They are situated in, in Bramfontein. Um, I can give, give you a number or you can um, Google it. Or a it website, will, it yes. It will come up, Autism South Africa. There you go, Autism South Africa. And maybe we can, later we can give a telephone number so that people can then right. phone and find out. Uh, and is there a lot of research done in autism? Yes, I think a lot of money is being spent on research, but I would think that that's mainly in America and in other countries that can really afford it. Um, so we do rely a lot on what uh, information does come from overseas. And thankfully, there are the occasional conference here in South Africa that we can attend and and keep up to date with, with international research. And the figures that you are giving us of one in 59, are these worldwide figures? Is it a worldwide problem or are certain societies more prone to it than others? It's a worldwide uh, phenomenon. Um, and the and one in fifty nine does does um, relate to America, so no research on the incidence of autism has been done in say Africa, um, and it affects mainly boys, uh, four to eight times more boys than girls. Um, well, that's amazing. I wonder why that is. Well, no one knows, but I I think it does give a clue towards something, but I'm not sure what. Um, so we've got to ask then which is the weaker sex. <laughs> 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 Although it sounds from some of the things we've been saying that actually many of these um, incidents of autism don't necessarily reflect on 
intellectual abilities because some of these people are really intellectually very highly effective but they just can't express it or can't release it somehow well the bits of research that i remember reading um in towns where they are that are highly industrialized you'll find more autism so is it toxins and pollutants that contribute to genetic changes in another uh, in other research that's been done in towns in holland uh, where there are that are well known for mathematicians and scientists there's a higher incidence of autism so it it is related to intellectual capacities and interests and talking of holland here's amsterdam by jacques brel sergio zampoli on accordion and yanni dutoy local baritone singing Amsterdam by Jacques Brel, the choice of Dr. Jenny Ghos, who's my guest in People of Note. Jenny, what what is the long-term, well, I suppose you can't tell me what the long-term prognosis uh, of this is, because it sounds as though it's becoming more prevalent rather than less prevalent. So the long-term prognosis is we need more people like you. That's right, and more specialized teachers and doctors who are who are not necessarily specialized but have some kind of training in recognizing autism. So let's talk about the training then. How for example, how did you come to be involved? I learned the the hard way through experience because when I worked with children with autism in the 70s there was no training. Um and I know that some universities have tried to get training in, in, in autism specifically off the ground, but it hasn't really uh, worked that well. So to become a special needs teacher, you need to uh, do a basic teacher's degree and then start specializing in what it is now called inclusive education, so that you get a broad overview of all the disabilities, because autism falls under that umbrella. I'm just wondering if there are teachers listening to this program, they're probably starting to think, I wonder of the children that I work with in my classes, maybe some of them are autistic and they're starting to rack their brains for symptoms that may fit the pattern. And I'm, I'm thinking myself now about people that I was at school with and whether or not they were autistic, although it was not even on the radar when I was at school. Mm -hmm. You never heard the term autistic. We may have heard sort of hyperactive children. Are they, so let's just talk about that for a moment. When, when you say, you know, your people are hyperactive or they ADD or they should be on, uh, what's the? There's Ritalin? A, yes, Ritalin. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I used to hear about um, for, for superactive kids. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that all perhaps an aspect of the same thing? Well, um, there are conditions that can occur with autism, like ADHD, um, anxiety, epilepsy, aggression. So if children are on medication, it's for those reasons. Um, and ADHD can be seen as autism and vice versa. So it does complicate things. But, uh, but, but very often our kids are, are very busy and um, quite a few of our children are on Ritalin, but it's, it's not our first choice. 
rather channel those energies somehow. That's right. I've yeah. seen um, for children with ADHD, they have little bicycles under their desks so that they can sit, be sitting at their desks but pedaling at the same time. Oh, so it's a physical thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, and perhaps I don't know how to love him is an appropriate choice now because I'm sure some of these families really struggle to cope with children. This is by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Music by Andrew Lloyd Webber from Jesus Christ Superstar. Yvonne Elliman was the singer there. It's the choice of Dr. Jenny Chaus, who's my guest in People of Note. So if there are teachers who need advice, uh, perhaps we should give that number out for Autism South Africa. Well, teachers or parents. Yes, um, 011 484 9909. And can people phone for help and advice? Yes, they, 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 are, they are there to be giving help and advice and support. And who funds that? Uh, they do a lot of fundraising um, and various people um, donate to Autism South Africa. But as the key school, we also re rely very heavily on donations. Autism South Africa, 011-484-9909. 011-484-9909. There you can get help and advice. If you think that you need help and advice, then don't hesitate to ring. But you say your, your school also needs help and support? Yes. Uh, we wouldn't be who we are without donations. So do you have... Do you get money from the National Lottery or from charities or where we, do you get the money? We've had uh, oh. money from the National Lottery in the past, um, but in the more recent years we've been getting money from the Vessels Trust um, and they, they have been absolutely incredible uh, in their support of us. And that. But of course you always need more. Always need more and we need a regular amount. Yeah. So, and do you have a whole lot of teachers? How many children do you have at the We We have 18 children, but we have space for 30, so we need more children as well. Um, but not all families can afford the fees, and that's the problem. But I guess uh, families who can afford it then, do they aim then to, to send their children to you for, say, five years or four years or six years, whatever it is, and then let them go on into an ordinary school? Because is there a senior autism school somewhere? There are senior autism schools, but again, not that many. Um, and it doesn't mean that because they have gone through the key school that they will go on to more mainstream settings. The majority of them will have to stay in special settings. Your next choice is by Carl Jenkins from Palladio. This is Allegretto, played by the London Philharmonic Strings. Music by Carl Jenkins from Palladio. That was the London Philharmonic Strings performing there. The choice of Jenny Chaus, my guest in People of Note. Jenny, are there different levels of autism? I mean, can you be seriously autistic or just gently autistic or if are you autistic full stop <laughs> i 
Okay, so earlier I said that the Asperger syndrome label had fallen away. So they now uh, put autism under def- def- under three levels. So you either level one, two, or three. If you level three, you need very high support. Level two, less high support, and level one, low support. So if you have autism level one, you could cope with a mainstream school. Um, level two and three will have to be in specialized settings. Um, and with our children, they're all level three, so the whole environment is adapted to them. And that really is what inclusive education is all about. So y- you adapt what you do to the child and you don't expect the child to adapt to you. So give us an example of some of the, the difficulties that you may face on a day-to-day basis. Are they people perhaps who don't communicate properly or just give us some examples? Yeah, so uh, the majority of our kids don't speak. So we have to create communication systems for them. So that could be uh, through Makaton Sign Language. It could be through picture exchange communication systems. So there are a whole lot of approaches that you can use for children who are nonverbal. Um, and that's one of our specializations. Um, we might have behavior problems because one of the problems that um, children with autism may have are sensory problems. So bright lights may, may upset them, loud noises. And because they don't know how to cope otherwise, they will act out and possibly have tantrums and inappropriate behavior. So we are dealing with that kind of thing all day. And also for children with autism who can't socialize, they need to be learning social skills on a daily basis. You see now something is ringing a bell with me about Mozart, for example, who when he first heard a trumpet played close to him, fainted. Wow. Just because the noise obviously got to him. Mm -hmm. So there we go. Mozart may have had some autistic tendency. Well, that's what they say. Um, Temple Grandin in her book um, describes how a hairdryer can sound like a jet engine going off inside your head. If you're autistic. Yes, yes. yes. But of course, not for every person who's autistic. But touch could be painful. They become very fussy eaters, some of them. And they may not like being touched. That's right. Yeah. Voter Kellerman is your next choice, Soweto Travels. Soweto Travels by Voter Kellerman, of course, featuring Voter Kellerman on flute, our Grammy award-winning flute player. The choice of Dr. Jenny Ghost, who's my guest in People of Note. I suspect that there are many writers or musicians, people who are involved in the arts who are falling into these categories that you are describing. I mean, as we're talking, I'm thinking of people that I've come into contact with in the past who may be exactly what we're talking about. People who don't like being touched or people who find noises very loud or offensive. You know, I'm just sort of dredging my memory now to think about it. I'm sure listeners can think of this too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a few of our children, if there's a loud noise around them, will jam their fingers into their ears. That's a very um, typical, auti- very typical yeah. autistic behavior. Yeah. And some some children with autism, they can hear the buzzing of um, 
the the lights in in a room, and that could be upsetting them. Yeah, where other people can just shut it out or possibly, don't hear it or don't hear it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so there are many sort of signs that we need to be sensitive to. That's yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So I'm just going to give you that number again: Autism South Africa, O double one four eight four double nine O nine. And your school, do you have a website? Yes, thekeyschool.org. Yes. Uh, thekeyschool.org. The and I can give you a number for that as well. 082 082-555-6412. That's the Key School or thekeyschool.org. You can find more information there. And you say it's in Westcliff. In in Parktown. In Parktown. Parktown, yes. but in Rhodes Avenue. Rhodes Avenue. Funny enough, I was in Rhodes Avenue the other day visiting a friend who must be a very close neighbor of yours. Uh, he's a pianist, Rocco de Villiers. Uh -huh. So he must be very close to you. Uh, you obviously, how did you get that house? Because most of the houses there are quite big. <laughs> I don't know how they got it. Um, it was a parent who, yeah. who bought the house. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they were lucky. Yeah, yes, because they're spectacular houses there. Your next choice is Leonard Cohen, and this is a famous piece called Hallelujah. That was Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, featuring Catherine Jenkins and Nicholas Dodd conducting. I'm talking to Dr. Jenny Ghost, principal of the Key School in Parktown, which is a school for children with autism. We've talked about music and we've talked about general societal things. Um, what about artists and sculptors, perhaps, who might be? I'm thinking of people who can shut themselves off and do their own thing. Are there some? <laughs> yeah, there's one um, British artist, autistic artist, called Stephen Wiltshire. He can fly over New York in a helicopter once and then go and replicate what he has seen and he does it on a huge curved canvas um, and if a window if, if a building has 53 windows that building in the drawing will have 53 windows okay so this is like the rain man who yes. had this incredible photographic memory right so a savant is possibly by definition also autistic yes is that yes, so? it's yes. seven percent of the autistic yes. population that are savants, and who have these incredible abilities. Um, there's another one. Uh, have you met some of these? No, people? I wish no. I could. <laughs> they sound fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> there's another one called Willard w Wigan, also British, who collects dust and creates sculptures in the eyes of needles, and so you have to view his exhibition under microscopes. Gosh. <laughs> well, at least it wouldn't take up much exhibition space. That's no. what <laughs> <laughs> and he has created um, the Last Supper. Yeah. In a, in the eye of a needle with little bits of dust and paint. Amazing. So these are some of the the special people, and they, I guess, uh, under normal well under normal circumstances, you wouldn't see such a thing because you wouldn't even know it existed. Yes. Yeah. But these. These people have made names for themselves, yeah. so they they have exhibitions. But I'm thinking also of Van Gogh, uh, Van, yes. Van Gogh, however people <laughs> like to say it, Van Gogh, Van Gogh. He must have been a bit 
strange too. Yeah, I think he was a yeah. bit strange. And he painted the most beautiful paintings. Yeah, maybe he was autistic as well. I'm starting to think of all sorts of people now who might be autistic. Um, but someone who wasn't was Johann Pachelbel, and here's his canon in D major. The famous canon in D major by Johann Pachelbel, the Lucerne Festival Strings under Rudolf Baumgartner. Now, tell us uh, a bit about the future. You're worried about funding all the time. Uh, are, do you think government and state organizations are sympathetic to the cause? Do they understand that something needs to be done? They're sympathetic to the cause, but I think there may be a little bit of a lack of understanding of how to work with these children. Um, when we have to deal with the department, uh, one realizes that there's not much understanding around um, how to work with them, uh, how we have to adapt the curricula, um, that we, we, we cannot submit marks to them like other schools. These kids just can't do tests and exams. Yeah, they're just outside the normal system. Absolutely, and they're not going to get matrics, most of them. And can you, uh, is there a place you can go where you can study to be a teacher of autistic children, or do you just have to learn it on the job? No, you will start with a, a basic teacher's degree and, and, then? Then, and then specialize. And where are those specialist facilities? Uh, at all the major universities. Okay. Yeah, that's being one of them. Yeah. So it's a recognized thing to, to go to university and you can study to be a trainer or teacher of autistic yeah, people. you would you would specialize yeah. in yes. in in. And are there facilities for adults as well? I mean, it, you say that you know people never become non-autistic. So are there pe places that adults can go to to be with like-minded people? Yeah, it depends on the kind of support that they need. So there are schools out there who will cater for um, for adults and who will have sheltered workshops. Um, some of these uh, people with, with autism could end up, you know, in the labor market. And, of course, some could go on to be professionals. So you can't put them in a box. Well, I wonder if you remember that film, The Mission. I see you've chosen music from The Mission uh, because that was an amazing story of young monks who, or brothers, priests who went into the jungle in South America to start a school and I guess they started it from nothing much as these autistic schools have been started from nothing and then all their work was destroyed mainly by jealousy and uh, sort of politics and so on in the Catholic Church at that time. This is Gabriel's oboe from the mission Wonderful Music by Ennio Morricone. That was Gabriel's Oboe from The Mission by Ennio Morricone. It featured Yo-Yo Ma and the Rome Sinfonietta. And we're coming towards the end of the program now, which has been about autism. And I just want to give you that information again. If you want to get information or you want to talk to someone, Autism South Africa, 011-484-9909, or The Key School, which is where Jenny Chos, who's my guest tonight, teachers the key school dot org is where you can find information or o eight two triple five six four one two that's the key school in part town 
And I guess one of the uh, important parts of dealing with autism is faith in what you're doing and another sort of faith perhaps in the creator and dealing with these problems and so perhaps I see your final choice Jenny is uh, the Lord's Prayer in Swahili uh, this is uh, Baba Yetu by Christopher Tin the Mzansi Youth Choir under Ralph Schmidt that was the Mzansi Youth Choir singing Baba Yetu under their conductor Ralph Schmidt the final choice of Dr. Jenny Khaus, who's been my guest. Thank you, Jenny, for enlightening us about autism. It's obviously something that we all need to think about and pray about for help for you and all the wonderful people that sure. are involved in it and that need our support in society. So thank you for coming to talk to thank us. Thank you so much for having me, Richard. It's a great really pleasure. Really appreciate it. Great pleasure. And thank you at home for listening. So there's something for you to think about tonight. And I'll be back with Full Works during the week, so do join me 8 p.m. every weekday evening. Thanks for listening, and until next time, from all of us here, good night.